We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome, everybody. Mavs Moneyball Radio. I'm your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. Very special episode today, bringing on a special guest. It's Kevin Correa of Free to Play on 103.3 FM ESPN, an esports show covering everything esports. Kevin, how are you on this fine Sunday morning here in Dallas, Texas? I'm doing solid here in Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm enjoying myself, enjoying watching... Uh you know some esports around the around the nation right now. How about yourself, Jeff? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, that's why I wanted to bring you on to talk esports and specifically the NBA 2K League uh, because it's finishing up its second year, yeah. and I think it's made some pretty good strides. And it it's not quite on the mainstream level where the rest of esports is, like such as Dota, StarCraft, Fortnite. You know, Overwatch, all that. It's not quite um, on the esports spectrum, kind of like, you know, in terms of a popularity, but it's there. It's on there. Right. And I think that's why the NBA created it, because they saw the market for it. And so where do you, where do you think it, it is after two seasons, and where do you think it can go? So after two seasons, we had uh, T-Wolves Gaming. They ended up winning the whole thing this year. Uh, on August 4th, they ended up beating 76ers uh, GC, which is just Gaming Club. Right. But um, for the most part, it seemed like a pretty relatively entertaining product um so for the first two seasons it was pretty much just you had between 18 to 21 teams which is fine and their goal their goal is to get to 30 right their their goal is to get to all 30 teams so obviously that's the main goal i think they can get that goal if not by next year by the end of you know the next three years or so i mean no nba team is gonna say no we don't want to do a whole gaming right based around our entire like brand why wouldn't you want to see you know like a Warriors brand out there, a Mavs brand out there? It makes more sense just from a, just from a marketing standpoint, just to get your brand out there in a global sense, including esports. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know Cuban was one of the people who was pushing for this, and I think the Mavs were actually one of the first teams that that committed to uh, to creating a gaming team. And obviously, Cuban's on the forefront of all these technology um, right. ventures and whatnot. So. 
Yeah, like um, he, I mean, Cuban got to start doing literally. He, he sold his company on the internet and then just made made himself a billionaire almost and brought right. the Mavericks right out because of that. He, he understands the the need for, if not a competitive gaming uh, on on maybe a, a national platform. Or maybe just for just for the the, the NBA itself, it, it's important in terms of branding. It's important in terms of just showing people that there's other ways to enjoy or, or a sport. Because you know the NBA isn't just the product out there on the on 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 the court. It's also the product you have on your TV screens. It's pretty much what you play. I mean, how often have you had somebody come up to you and like, hey, let's go 2K. Let's come on, you and me, let's go 2K right now, one on one. And it's just like it 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 helps from a competitive standpoint, from a cultural standpoint. And Cuban gets that, and he, like I, he, I mean, he was one of the first people to actually say like, "Yeah, we're gonna go for this Mavs gaming thing." He built their or he built their facilities, the Mavs gaming facilities, out of the old Mavericks headquarters. Right. Yep. And it's just like, I mean, have you seen, have you seen those facilities? By the oh, way, oh, it's crazy. They're bomb. Yeah, they're oh my it's gosh. insane. It's like thirty computers all decked out. No, it's yeah, amazing. it's a. So I went to like when they first unveiled that last summer. I went to like the grand opening or whatever. And yeah, no, it's an absolutely like first class facility. They do stuff for the community. They bring kids in who want to come game and aspire to be gamers and stuff like that. I mean, it's they they give the Mavs team all the tools they need to be a successful team. And that's where I wanted to go back from the mm-hmm. actual beginning. Um, I don't know why the Mavs in real life can't have this, but in the 2K league, they did win the lottery and they, got they, they got, did. got the first pick in the uh, first 2K draft and drafted Dimes. Yes, who um, that boy Dimes? I guess is the best player in the world. Currently, I mean, as far as I know, he's at least second. He's he's certainly top five in the NBA 2K league for sure. For, at least in my book. Yeah, and just in terms of just looking at st- his statistics, he's just like you know top five in in assists, top five in points. It's just uh, that boy Dimes. You can't go wrong with with picking him as your first as as your captain. He's he's the captain of that team. Yeah, and he was and so after the first season when the Mavs didn't make the playoffs in the uh, 2K league. He was the only holdover from the first season, so they they completely revamped yes, that entire they revamped roster. Team. I think what I think what the two K league did was they allowed you two keepers, I believe. Yes, and so the Mavs chose two keepers. They chose Dimes and then uh, another guy named Dave Fry, mm-hmm. who they then traded over to yes. uh, the Wizards to get another draft pick. So and Dimes was the only uh, one retained. Yes, so the Mavs ended up getting two draft picks in that first round, and it, it I think it was uh, Pete B. Ballin and. Uh, Mo, I think, was the other okay. one, and th- those two guys pretty much just helped bolster that ro- that roster even more. And it showed this year, Mavs were the second highest record. They had, they were twelve and four. They were only behind Blizzard's ga- Blizzard Blazers Gaming at fourteen and two. And it was just like, all right, this is like a marked improvement. They made the playoffs this year, which is what what, what their goal was. Right. I mean, they ended up losing to the Celtics crossovers, but uh, you know. Making the playoffs after a year after you didn't make the playoffs is already it's already marked improvement, and they can you can only go up from here with that squad they have right now. Yeah, for sure. And I just I think it's interesting because in the first year they started off really hot. They started off I think it was either five or six and zero, oh, and then they went on a tailspin and kind of and didn't make the playoffs. And there's and there's multiple avenues to make the playoffs as well. So you can do it either by your record or, or by, by the tournament, right? The, is it called the ticket, I believe? Well, there's there's three tournaments. Okay, and, so the, and all three of them you can get All in. three help you get a playoff spot okay. or playoff positioning. Helps you out a little bit in that sense. So the beginning of the season, they have a tournament called the tip-off, obviously. Beginning uh, yeah, of the season, tip-off. At the midpoint of the season, kind of like the all-star break, they have a tournament called the turn, which is just pretty much like, all right, now we're going to – See if we can actually uh, uh, affect some uh, some standings now, and then the, at the end of season they have 
the ticket. Like you said, then those three tournaments all help you, along with the regular season record, they all help you pretty much either nail a playoff spot or give you a, a certain seed that you want, which helps immensely for some of these teams. Absolutely. So I think that's really interesting because I know over the last year or two, the NBA has been talking about wanting to do a midseason tournament, and the winner of that tournament could perhaps get into the playoffs. So do you think that they might look at the 2K League? Not, obviously not be, because you know it's not real basketball, but do you think they would look at the 2K League to see how that kind of dynamic would work and perhaps if they wanted to go that route? I mean, maybe, but it's just, it's such a small scale. When you, right. when you move it into NBA, you're talking about millions of dollars, right. you know, millions of brands, like millions of brand products out there just being affected by a tournament in the middle of the season. So you kind of just have to, I would just say, play it by, play that by by ear at first and see. I mean, how how angry would you be if you were a, a playoff bound team, right? And you got bounced in playoffs from some, from Very some team angry, yes. <laughs> that got that won a, a mid season uh, tournament, like you know, obviously for a playoff push here. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe this does show that's you know it's it's possible because I love honestly I love the NBA two K format from an esports standpoint because it's so vastly different from anything I've ever seen. Most other tournaments don't have that happen. Like most other leagues, pro leagues don't have that happening, and it's just it makes it makes it entertaining. It's not much of a sport, but it is entertaining to watch and just to see. You know, these guys get emotional when they when they when they start losing these games. And oh yeah, see, I, mean, I mean, you'll see controllers being thrown across what they call like the little, their little studio, pretty much. And it's just all right. I can see how this would be entertaining for sure. I don't know how that would affect like real life NBA because yeah. that you're talking about a lot of you know you're playing with somebody's money. You're playing with you know teams' positionings. It's a little different when when it comes to IRL NBA. So it took me a while to like get get a grasp of this. But there's a coach, there's a GM. Some teams have trainers, some teams have nutritionists. I mean, like this is a full fledged professional yeah. team that you're dealing with here. Hundred percent. I mean, Mavs Gaming has literally all those things you just listed off. They have a mental skills coach. They have a coach that helps them literally how to place their fingers on the keyboards if they're playing keyboard or how to place their fingers on the controller. And it's just like, wow, you guys really like Mark Cuban really decked decked his team out in preparation for this league. I guess when you have that kind of money, why not? Right. I mean, yeah, you're investing a lot of money into it already. Why not make sure your investment is like actually performing well? Right. What, yeah, what's, of where's the harm in that? Actually spending money on your team. Who'd have Interesting. Thunk? Jerry Jones. <laughs> But anyways, um, but like, if you get a chance, to, uh, Mike McElroy, I think his name is McElroy. He uh, he's the mental skills coach for the Ma- for Mavs Gaming. He came, he graduated from TCU, went to Boston College, came back down, and then literally he took what he learned from a sports psychologist standpoint and just copy and pasted it onto onto an esport or e athlete mentality. And what he's what what I when I had to talk with him earlier on on free to play on the podcast portion of it. You can go listen to that. Yeah, plug it. Yeah, anyway, free to play ksn 1033com free to play podcast. You know all that stuff. Good plug. But um, pretty much he just he emphasized the fact that these guys are literally from a mental standpoint, these guys are 100% almost directly comparable with athletes, regular athletes. They have the same struggles with with you know dealing with social media pressure, dealing with you know the. the with you know broadcast pressures and all the camera having being in their face, dealing with the pressure of winning and losing and stuff like that, they all go with the same rigmarole that every other athlete goes through. And so when you see when when he put it in those kinds of layman's terms, I was like, all right, now I can kind of see what what 
what the comparison is between the two leagues. Now I can see why the NBA really wanted to get into this because it brought it more towards a layman's person's point of view. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So the thing about the 2K League that's interesting to me is also, it like, like sort of the Overwatch League at this moment, all the games are played in one place in New York yes. City in a studio. Um, do you think there will be a time where we will see home matches being played at the American Airlines Center, at their gaming facility, um, wherever that may be in the future for for the 2K League where teams are traveling around the country to play. Geolocation is a pretty popping uh, uh, trend right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, you said Overwatch League. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big topic in Overwatch League because aren't the, they're getting to that next season, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the Dallas fuel for, for Overwatch League, they're moving here to Dallas uh, by September, I believe, or something like that. They're moving here full-time. They'll be here pretty much full-time. They'll only travel out for games. But... Not just uh, Overwatch League, Call of Duty World League is also doing a home and away format when they, they do their inaugural season next year. Wow. They'll have, they'll have eight teams, apparently. And by the way, those eight teams, I think uh, each slot costs like $25 million just for Ooh. one slot. And so, obviously, we'll, 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 I'll get into that on the podcast, on my podcast, Free to Play. But um, for, the, for NBA 2K, I don't know if it's viable right now for the NBA to put that much more money into geolocation. Just in terms of... Really, you're only having three players fly in and out. Maybe you could afford to fly them, you know, economy. Yeah. Not a big deal. They're not Zeke Elliott or anything. <laughs> but well, Zeke's, Zeke flew economy the other day. He did. He did. And, oh, man, he got <laughs> he got noticed real quick. Real quick. And then we'll, we could, we'll go on a tangent real fast, but, well, like, like, did he think that a hoodie and a hat and sunglasses was going to, like, disguise him? Yeah. He's I, Zeke. Come on, man. I guess he did. Uh Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Uh, for so for NBA 2K, I don't think geolocation is a main goal right now. I think it's like a side goal if they were like, all right, we're, we're really seeing like growth out of this investment. Why not just go ahead and plug these teams where they like in their in their home cities by their home teams and just see where it goes from there. So right? so the way that I like kind of envision this, and I don't know if like this is a viable option at all, but I kind of envision it like, okay, say the Mavs and the Blazers are playing here in real life. At 7.30. Could you get Mavs Gaming versus Blazers Gaming playing mm. on center court on the big screen See, at 6 p.m.? See, if, if you were in charge of entertainment for the Mavericks I, or the NBA, I'd say yes, do I that. Mean, I mean, I I, I think don't see an issue with that at all. That's I what I'm saying that because idea. that way, first of all, you save travel. You can put them on the team plane if you want to. Honestly, you yeah. Throw them in the back of the team plane or they can have their own section or whatever. 
And I, I, I mean, I just think that would be a really good way to get the product out there. It would, it, it, would, do, it would do two things. It would put your product out there, and it would actually help commercialize your Yes, that's more. what I was going to say. It would help commercialize the brand. It would help expose it to, to people that maybe don't know about the league or aren't that interested in gaming, and it could get them right. interested. And it's, it's right, 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 right now, exclusively, NBA 2K is being streamed on Twitch. Yeah, and that's, that's it. it. No, like nobody. Like if you don't, if you, it's not on cable, it's not like at the home games. You don't ever see like when you go to Mavericks. Do you ever see like Mavs gaming outside of like maybe a quick ten second ad? No, not at all. And I mean they 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 sell you know they sell hats in the shop, but no one knows what nobody those knows, are. Oh, that's a really cool stylized Mavericks, right? Thing. That's exactly. what they think. They don't think oh that's Mavs gaming exactly. And so I I think that'd be a really good way to get the brand out there. I'm not sure. Like I said, obviously there's a lot more logistics that go into it than what I've just described, but. Um, I think that would be an interesting thing that that maybe they could. It's a, it's definitely a, an at. avenue they can they can explore. Like you said, it would be cheaper on the fly just to get them out there because they could just literally hop aboard the team plane. And it's all good, and it would help you. You wouldn't even have to. It'd be like a pregame antic kind of thing. Yes, like, exactly. Like you you could have it where fans could go up and watch the game exactly. somewhere. Um, and it doesn't have to be on the court. It can be outside the arena. Exactly. It can be maybe like in the hallways of an arena. It doesn't have to be like center stage. It just has to be present. That's the most important thing. If, you, if it's present in there, people will, will pay attention to it. And and I think I, and that's the first thing I thought of when when I saw this 2K League was being formed was like, I wonder if this is a thing where it could it could coincide with the real NBA League because I think that I think that's by far the best way to uh, to get their brand out there. Oh, I agree. I mean, the only issue I could see with that maybe is scheduling in terms of because the way the schedules work for the NBA 2K League and the actual NBA is just. Totally different. Like NBA 2K right, plays the 2K from, leagues in the summer. Yeah, in the summer, and so you have that pretty much going on throughout the summer. And I guess NBA wanted to do that to kind of keep themselves relevant, in a sense. Yeah, like, they, hey, they want to be a year-round league. Exactly. That's 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 not maybe the main goal, but that's like one of the the side goals of the NBA 2K league. Like, hey, we want to be present all throughout the year. Like, even when there's no playoffs going on, even when, when the finals over, when free agency stuff isn't happening, we want the NBA to be present at all times. NBA 2K league does that, and you know, maybe they could just. Sh- I mean, honestly, you could just shift around the schedule and just fit it to, conform it to the uh, the NBA schedule, and it wouldn't be too big a deal at all. But I mean, then you're talking about just shove them on planes, get them out with these teams, right. have them present, have them at teams like autograph sessions and all that. Have them there. That's that's the main that's the main point that they need to drive home. Like we want the NBA 2K League and the NBA to be almost almost synonymous. Because I mean, as it is right now, they are employees they do represent the brand of that nba team and you want your brand to get as much exposure as possible so it seems like it seems like that would be definitely like a no-brainer to me i don't know maybe i'm just crazy you're not crazy it is a no-brainer you're right like right now nba is ahead of the curve in terms of esports they have i mean we have to we have to remember it is just they just ended their second year yeah it's it's year two and honestly i'm not seeing them stop at year two they're gonna go on for year three year four as soon as you know we find out what year four looks like but it's, year three for me is confirmed from what i hear and so i mean nba is ahead of the curve in, ter- in terms of nfl doesn't really do anything with esports outside of madden they have madden tournaments and there's some community. And those Madden tournaments are like the Madden community is so weird Dude, online. I don't even understand? I don't. I don't try to understand Madden anymore, just because it's just like so confusing. Because people get mad that you call them an esport. Oh, or, I know. Or they get like, we're not playing esports. We're just playing. We're just playing Madden. I'm like, Dude, all right, all right. <laughs> cool. It's, you're playing on a big stage with a projector screen. All right, it's 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 an esport. Get over it. And then obviously you have like MLB not really doing anything at all with esports. And then you have, you know, NHL not really doing anything. MLS is really the only other league I can think of. It's like 
actively I th- participating in an I esport think, league. I think the NHL actually does have some form of something. I just don't know what that is. And that's the issue, right? Yes, you have to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I don't know what it is, then I can't really pay attention yeah, to it. You, NBA you, 2K, League, 2K League is like already has its name out there. All the teams are pretty much involved in some way, except for you know the nine that don't have teams yet. And, jerks. And that's why the NBA is... Is was fit for this because they do such a good job of marketing things and they do such a good job of pushing things out there to the to their fans that that they want their fans to see. Exactly. And so I think that I think the uh, the two K league was a perfect fit for the NBA right away. I agreed. And then I mean, you look at just maybe actual viewership of all these sports. NBA's is top viewership. Yeah. Across for sure. the, like, I mean, sure you'll have your outliers in, in NFL and all that, but average to average, right? Your average uh, NBA game or a- average NBA playoff game would probably get more than your weekly football game at the NFL. I mean, that's just NBA is just is just crushing in terms of just putting their product out there, putting their brand out there, and having a lot of people enjoy it. And I, they don't ban you on Twitter if you post one of their videos, like uh, some other leagues do. Sorry, I didn't mean to name names. MLB. No, it's all good. Um, another interesting thing that I wanted to get to, I don't know if this is a thing in other esports leagues or in um, in other competitive gaming outlets, but from what I understand, they use, the 2K League uses a different build of the yes. game than than you can buy in at GameStop yes. or online. So they have what they call the, the quote-unquote private pro, build. Pro, private ver- version, pro build, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's basically... It's been modified, so it's like a little. They, they tweaked it where like it's a little harder to shoot. It's a little. You have to be a little bit closer to the ball to get rebounds. You know, when you're playing regular NBA 2K, the game kind of helps you out. Like it, it'll, it'll, if your player's close enough, yeah, it'll, it it'll give you. you whatever you're 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 going for. It'll, it'll it'll give you the points. It'll give you the assists, the rebounds, whatever you need. But this pro build is something that's just like, all right, you crushed it on like the regular 2K build, right? That's how you got draft. Also, like if you're playing NBA 2K online, do you know you're eligible for the draft? Yeah, yeah, and anyone is. Anyone. Yeah. Like, if you're good enough at, like, holy moly, like, no other, like, I can, maybe Overwatch League does that, but, like, no other esport really can claim that, like, you play our game, you're already a free agent. You can literally play and be drafted in the next year just by playing 2K. And, I mean, if you're good at that, then you'll, obviously, you can kind of have to, yeah, there's a learning curve with the pro build. Sure. But, I mean, at that point, you're already in the league, just just learn the pro build, and it's, 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 Easy pickings, but that's that's a that's something that's different from all other esports leagues, right? Because, like for instance, the Overwatch League doesn't have a pro build or no um, anything like that. Uh, for so for other esports like conventional esports, you're you're if you if the pros are playing on a on a build, you go home, you download the game, you're also playing Same on build. that build. That's what so, yeah, that's what I figured, and so I thought that was really unique that they basically created an improved. I don't know. I don't even want to say improved. Um, just a different version. Yeah, a different version of the yeah. game just for these pros. Yeah, and it's just, you know, maybe I can see why, though, because, like, honestly, 2K regularly is kind of easy already. Like, if anybody can really just score threes from downtown and all that, make it makes sense. But if, you, if you're in the NBA 2K pro pro build, it's a little different where you have to kind of have, have to actually work and, and dribble, and it's just, I don't know, it makes Makes it more entertaining, I'd say, because you don't see high scoring games like crazy nowadays. Yeah, no, the games are actually like pretty well. They're, they're like medium scoring games, like co- like, like uh, your D two college basketball. Right, scores. you have exactly you have you have good defense being played, and it and it is difficult to uh, to go score. I mean, scores are valued in in the two K league like they are in real life because 
you need to have people that have mastered that build and are able to do it on a consistent exactly. basis. Like the top score in the league per game, Mama I'm Dat Man from Blazers Gaming, twenty three points a game. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, honestly, like that's that's, that's pretty good. good. But like in the NBA, that's regular, like IRL right. NBA. That's like all right, you're like you're a decent like starter. Nice. Yeah, but that's it. You're not talking, you know, twenty five plus a game. Which at that point, you're like, wow, this guy's MVP status or something. But here it's it's a little different where the games are lower scoring, the games don't really matter too much uh, in terms of just the points. It's just get the W. That's all it is. And so, do you think do you think that a private build of the product is good for the league to where they're not technically playing the same game that the fans are playing, but it's better suited for their competitive nature? Yes. Um. One one reason I can see why it's better because. They can tweak that build every week or so. If there's issues with the game, if there's a glitch with the game, they can easily go into the, the game code and fix it or do whatever they can. Yeah, because I think they—I mean—they have people de- probably dedicated to that build yeah. alone, right? Just maybe two or three. All you need is two or three people dedicated to that build, focusing on that, and then you'll have—you know—the issue when it comes to just having the same build, uh, you know, competitively and casually. You have to like push out updates, and those updates they take a while to you know for everybody to take download. forever to download. And so usually, what what most esports leagues will do, they'll just be a patch behind, an, an update behind. So you're not so the, the people online are playing the most recent build. The people playing competitively are actually playing a, a build behind. So it's just that's an issue with pushing out patches and all that. And it's just NBA 2K is like we'll just take that out of the equation. We're just going to literally patch this little version of the game for maybe you know a few players here and there, and that's it. We're not going to do much else. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that they're fully dedicated into making this a real thing. And I think that's probably the first step towards success is having a fully dedicated team to make sure that it's that it's a successful oh, yeah. league. And let me say this really quick. Uh, I just wanted to bring this up. I mean, NBA 2K League is more successful than I think most like major league, minor league uh, systems are. They actually pay their players what they're worth. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, wild. It's like thirty thousand dollars a season, which is you know when you're playing from Isn't April it, it, to August. April to August, yeah. You're getting paid, you know, that's a six seven months. That's not, not bad. A bad little paycheck there, and then also on top of that, they don't get uh, the team can't take away profits from the streaming. So if they if they do Twitch streaming, oh, so they get all the streaming profits. They get all. I mean, if they're on their own personal right. channel, they get all their streaming profits. Okay. The team doesn't take advantage take away that. They have like if you go to the, the Mads Gaming facility, they have a streaming little yeah they box have pods there. yeah, and so literally they just. You know, donations, streamers, uh, subscribers, whatever. They'll take all that, sponsorships too, and then just make more banks. So really, 30000 is is the low end. These guys are probably making closer to maybe 60000 yearly. Well, good for them. So, I mean, so the league incentivizes them to go get their own money. And, yeah, get paid. And, and, they're, able, and they're able to keep it. Yeah. Because so th- that, was, that was one of the other things I wanted to ask you was, the season is from April to August. So what happens between... August and April. I mean, in the off season, what 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 are these players doing to either prepare themselves for next season or or trying to make make more money off gaming? What what are they doing in the off season? Well, before this season started, I talked to Dimes and I asked him. Then he's like, "Well, I just I go home, I chill out, I like cool off for a month, come back, and I just start streaming and I start playing the the absolute crap out of these games again. And so he'll stream like pretty much nonstop for six hours a day, which is Maybe six hours of workday, not too bad. Right, not too bad. But he's getting, he's like getting reps in pretty much is what he's saying. And so these players, they'll look at uh, scouting reports on draft prospects, who's going to be their teammates. They actually have influence on the draft process. Really? Uh, at least a little bit. I mean, uh, Trey I'm Christians- sure Dimes does, yeah. Yeah, Trent Dimes for sure does. Trey Christensen is the uh, GM for Mavs Gaming. He 
he pretty much said like these we asked these players like who do you see that you'd like to play with who can you like really see yourself synergizing with that we can draft and put them on the team or trade for and put them on the team and you know these players they'll they'll let it be they'll let it be known i'm not sure how other uh 2k leagues 2k league teams do it but for mavs gaming it seems like it's worked out pretty well the whole this whole second season has been a raging success i think yeah absolutely i mean like you said they made the playoffs for the first time they've improved their record and they've improved their brand exposure and i think that's probably what you were looking for in year two of the league and i think in year three they're probably looking to bring home some hardware i mean for sure i mean we already have uh, let's see there's 21 teams now next year they're gonna be 22s teams because the uh hornets venom gt will be ah. joining the NBA 2K League next season, and their 2020 inaugural season, and they're already pretty much they're blasting themselves out on Twitter. It's crazy, but so, it's pretty. Yeah. So this might be a dumb question, but why, if they play all the games in New York, do they live in their home cities? Uh, it's it goes back to just the importance of just um, just keep, the, keeping them yeah. local, keep them okay. nearby. It's easier because, for instance, I know I keep bringing up this comparison, but in the Overwatch League, as of right now, the Dallas Fuel lives in LA, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, over, the Dallas Fuel literally built a stage out in L.A. that almost exactly resembles the Blizzard Arena stage that huh. they play in. So, literally, they have flashing lights. They have all that kind of stuff that will distract them. And so does Complexity Gaming. They have a stage where they have uh, lights being flashed in people's faces so they can get used to the distractions. Here, I, they have something similar to that. They have a little... Uh, they have, like, a little stage, uh, basically for, for, I believe, four on four? Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But it's like they have lights flashing in to distract them again. So they have all that stuff here at home. And I guess maybe the real estate in New York is too much for them to actually do that. I'm sure. And so they just figured, we'll just do it here at home. It'll be, you know, nothing. It'll cost us nothing to fly them to New York on economy just every other week. New York in their $5,000 a month apartments, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Wild. I mean, for $5,000, um, you got to get a mansion. Yeah, I know. Seriously, I wish. Let's get a mansion one day. I'm down for it. Okay, sounds wanna, good. Wanna, you want to mortgage me out, man? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> um, so I, I saw the NBA 2K League also announced, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, that they're doing like a a clinic, I guess, I want to say, for, for women yeah. trying to get into the 2K League. And I think that's super awesome because... Inclusion. Yeah, absolutely. I think you need to have... If, if a woman is a good player, I know there's there's one girl's name who's... I, I think her name is... Oh, what's her... It escapes me. Um, I can't help you, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to Google it, but she's a really good player, and I think she actually played in the league this year and was the first woman to play in the league, but I think it's fantastic that they're they're trying to be uh, proactive in getting women involved in the I league. I mean, you're, if, if you're not proactive, you're, I mean, let's say it's esports, it's not dependent on your muscles or on your athleticism. It's dependent on your skill. And if you don't have women in the league, you're cutting out 50% of your uh, talent pool. So why not literally just put clinics out there, see who can Her name compete. is Chiquite. That's right. Chiquite. Yes. Yeah, Look her up familiar. on Twitch. Huh. C-H-I-Q-I-T-A-E. But anyways, it's just like, wow, why don't you already have a women's league or something out there? Just the clinics to help these girls be involved in these talent pools. Because you, you, be you might be missing out on some talent that could actually help out your team next year. I mean, I, don't, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if next season there was one or two women that were drafted by the NBA 2K League. And I think they... Ideally, I think they'd like to get to the point where there's one or two women on each team, don't you think? I mean, ideally. That's that's still, I mean, right now. Obviously, that's a ways out. I mean, yeah. But the goal is pretty much anybody who's who can who can play at a high level should be on a team. No doubt. And if that's a woman, they should definitely be on these teams. So 
I don't see an issue with it. I mean, maybe if if the NBA 2K League isn't seeing the results they want, maybe they'll just make exclusive women's teams. Yeah, make it make it because I think this year's the the NBA 2K20 is bringing the WNBA to 2K. Yeah. So I wonder if that's something they might they it might, might be, try to explore. It might be an avenue. I mean, it certainly wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities because you know maybe not this year, maybe next year or the year after. But it's certain certainly something to look at because you know WNBA, however however much people on Twitter and social make fun of it, it still brings in viewers. It still brings in a, a, a crowd. It, it, it is it is the but a lot of jokes. But I mean, it's it's an, another it's avenue successful. for the NBA. Yeah. Like, why not take advantage and, and use that branding and or you know put the branding out there for people to watch. Makes it makes perfect sense to me. Maybe the NBA will see it differently. I'm not sure. No, absolutely. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you, we're at, we're gonna wrap up here on Mavs Moneyball Radio. Where do you see this league in five years? So in 2024, we're sitting here on August 18th. Where do you see the NBA 2K League? Oh man, NBA deep two, existential questions out deep here. Deep existential question. Well, in five years, I think we would have a home and away format. In five years, we could see maybe the pro build being moved away from just the professional players and being moved onto the casual players as well. So that way, you know, people say like, oh, we're playing the same build the ca- the, uh, the professional players are. This is, this is how it is. And it's just, I'm hoping it'll be more competitive because esports light, like the career lifespans they're they last maybe two to five years at most, at most right now we're up on year two and we're seeing a lot of these quote unquote veterans coming back to the league again. So I'm curious to see if they'll last past these next three, four years. Maybe like five years ago, you know, we had people like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Like PewDiePie was was still streaming on Twitch. And then, you know, five years since then, he's kind of dropped off. And obviously he's had his issues. But for the most part. (laughs) Different podcast. Different podcast, exactly. For the most part, like these guys, um, they've got short, short windows to make their money and either make a legacy and keep making money or bounce and just use whatever they saved up and use it in real life. So that's another thing I'm curious about. Um, I'm curious to see if the NBA will fund it, keep like pumping money into it, or if it will be just kind of self-financed, where at some point the NBA 2K League will do their own branding. Or it's self-sufficient. Self, exactly, self-sufficient, just make it easier for themselves to be kind of their own little governing body. And, you know, maybe the NBA won't have to have too much oversight anymore over it, besides just, you know, aside from marketing and branding again. Marketing and branding is huge for these games, by the way. Uh, and I've said like fifty times on this podcast, on this. Yeah, I, I can't be stressed enough that that is the biggest thing they're trying to do. And with so this. I'm, I'm curious in in five years if they'll move away from Twitch, maybe include deals with Mixer, maybe include a uh, you know TNT deal, TBS deal. You know the the possibilities in five years are endless. That dang that was that was the thing I forgot to ask you about was the whole Ninja Mark Cuban. Uh, "Quote unquote secret partnership that we really don't know is a partnership and what's going on there, but we know they have had business contact. They've talked. They've talked. We just uh, we just don't know what's going on. Oh gosh, I can already see it. He's gonna be the face of the NBA, isn't he? LeBron James and and Ninja. No, no, yeah, that's interesting. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thanks. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the invite, Um, my man. Once again, you plug your uh, plug your show here real quick. Where can we hear it? Where can we see it? Where can we uh, find it? So free to play uh, esports show based in DFW. You can find it on 103.3 FM ESPN every Sunday, usually from 11 to 12, unless you know football scenes come up. So I'm not sure that how that affects it, but we'll find out. I'll keep the updates on my Twitter at Korea24. Podcast of the show be posted every Sunday or Monday usually. KESN1033.com slash podcast. Go to the free-to-play tab and just to give the show a listen. I'll talk about 
anything and everything esports. So, and if you don't like it, uh, you know, shoot me shoot me a note. I'm more than happy to talk about stuff you want to hear about. Maybe you want to hear about you know Dota two or something. I don't know. There you have it. Thank you, Kevin. No problem. Thank you, Jeffrey. Absolutely. This has been your Mavs Moneyball podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. You can hear this on any possible platform you find your podcast apple google play stitcher i i already said itunes but all that good stuff and you can follow me on twitter at jeff underscore coop 27 so that has been your maps moneyball radio podcast see you next week